Hey, we're wrapping up Hebrews chapter 9. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 28 today uh, says this. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So today we're talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And of course, we have two comings, right? We have the first one, which was for sin. This was uh, an enigma to the Jewish people because they were looking for him when he came to really bring salvation in the sense of the rescue of the nation, the establishment of the, the golden age, the golden era, the, 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 the kingdom. They wouldn't have viewed it as a millennial kingdom, but it would have been this um, era of messianic rule and reign. That's what they were looking for. But we know he came the first time to deal with the issue of sin. And he did establish a kingdom in the hearts and minds of men and women. And now those who put their trust and faith in him, they have this eager anticipation, right? They have an eager anticipation that he is coming again. In other words, we look forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Let me just say this, that, you know, as New Testament believers, we know that there is uh, a coming of Christ that is going to be secret for his people. It's called the rapture. There are different views on when the rapture happens, whether it's before the tribulation or in the middle of the tribulation or before the, the quote unquote wrath of God is poured out or after the tribulation period. Uh, there are a lot of different views on that, but the scripture is clear as you know, re revelation was given particularly to, to the apostle Paul, that there's a special coming of Christ for his people. And that's what we're longing for right now. You know, our conviction is that the rapture of the church is going to take place before the seven-year tribulation period. But we are, are longing for that moment to be seized up, snatched up, taken away to be in the presence of the Lord. The second coming is not when Jesus comes for his people, it's when Jesus comes with his people. So the second coming of Christ will be with the church. He will come to establish his kingdom, his physical kingdom here on earth. We know this to be a literal 1,000 year period of time where he is going to rule and reign and we're going to be by his grace, administrators in this uh, amazing golden age of messianic rule. So what the author is saying here is this, we are eagerly anticipating that. We're looking forward to that. We don't look forward to that in the sense of escaping the realities of the world around us and using it as a way or a means not to engage, uh, not to be used by God in this time to bring the message of the gospel to the lost. We're not just looking to look to heaven and then insulate ourselves from everything that's happening here. No, we look to have this eager anticipation for his coming and that motivates us to be an influence in this life now so that as many people as possible are able to enjoy that glorious day when Christ comes again. You know, somebody once said to me, you know, you can be so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good. And I, I, I just want to flip that around and say, you can't be of any earthly good until you are heavenly minded. Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, set your mind above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. You know, the anticipation of the coming of Christ, having our minds set on heaven, in fact, 
empowers us to be the influence that God desires us to be here on earth now. Bring a little bit of heaven into the world that God has placed you in today. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for this opportunity you've given to us. We know that every day is a gift. Every breath is to be valued. Help us, Father, to, to be used by you to breathe the influence of heaven onto the lives of those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.